Welcome to TuneIn's In Conversation With podcast series, in which we invite Kenyan leaders and trailblazers to discuss their lives and work. Today's episode is part of our In the Arts Vertical, featuring Nairobi illustrator Lulu Kitololo and filmmaker Nyendo Muki. We give special thanks to 254 Brewing Co. for sponsoring this series. This is the fourth of four segments. Find previous segments at www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. This is Tune In by the In Network. What I do feel connected about, definitely, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that I want um, to find uh, this, I was almost saying brotherhood, this sort of like sisterhood. Yeah. Let me be specific. This yeah. connection with other filmmakers and other creators is in the global south yeah so we are people who've experienced um a lot of uh oppression from other groups mm-hmm. uh we're people who are like africans especially in the global south are scattered mm-hmm. through like traumatic uh histories mm-hmm. um and i feel that we're not ever communicating directly to each other yeah you know so when i went to brazil i was uh meeting Brazilians for the first time. I haven't watched, like, uh, there's some films that I've watched that are Brazilian, but I don't get, like, a lot of Brazilian culture coming over directly. Yeah. It has to sort of be validated by the North and then come back yeah. down. Yeah. Or through Hollywood and then come back down. Yeah. Um, I would love for us to make these bridges yeah. to communicate with each other. Yeah. So one of the projects that I worked on recently, we did a um, portrait of Marielle, which is a short film that we made at Power to Five Four, and it was like a collective of young artists mm-hmm. we came and we learned about Marielle Franco we told them about her history she was um, an Afro-feminist uh, activist in Rio mm-hmm. and unfortunately she'd been assassinated that year okay. so we wanted to make a short film mm-hmm. that celebrated her okay. and we literally like printed out 700 images of from videos of her online oh, wow. and we animated on top of them oh, wow. scanned it back in they made a film, they made a song, uh, they were rapping in Shang, and um, one beautiful line that they wrote was like, uh, Tulimpoteza, so we mm-hmm. lost her, mm-hmm. and it was like, they felt her loss so deeply that they mm-hmm. wanted Brazilians to know, you know, it's a loss for us, not just for you for in you. Brazil. Yes. So when I happened to go to Brazil, um, following that workshop, I took the film, and I showed them and I was like, this is like my small present from Kenya. It's oh, literally yes. like two minutes long. Yeah. But yeah. people were weeping. Oh, my. People were like hugging each other. Oh, wow. Um, and they were like, we need to do a message to bring back to you. So I held a workshop there at this really lovely pa- place called the Cervo de Laje. Um, and we, this was in Salvador, Bahia. And we made a film about Wangari Madai. So again, we did the same process. We printed out hundreds of frames from films about Wangari Madai. Yeah. Painted on top. We talked about her. It's like a girl who was five years old in the workshop. There was a woman uh, who was in her 50s as well. You know, it was like a broad group of artists. Yeah. And um, scanned it in. Yeah. One woman was a poet, so she wrote a poem for Wangari Madai. Lovely. And... You know, this means that we've learned about each other directly from yeah, each other. Yeah. And we've learned about it in um, <clears throat> a really intimate way. Yes. So I feel that this 
is what I want to do in the global south. Yes. I want to travel to different places and to take small stories about like Afrofeminist leading women. Yes. Um, who have fought for like human rights, who have fought for environmental yes. uh, protection. And to be able to say, you know, we, like if I went to Uganda, yeah. I could come with like a story about Stella Nyanzi. Yeah. And be like, we in Kenya, we're thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. want to go to Tanzania next. Can we make something for Tanzania? Yeah. Tanzania, go to Mozambique, yes. you know, make something for each country to make us talk directly to each other. I love that. I yeah. love that. And and it's so interesting to hear more about this. And um, like, yeah, how can more people like access this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I mean, this is yeah. also why it's like a short two minute animation. It yeah. needs like 20 people working in yeah. a room yeah. for five days. Yeah. 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 And we're just really working at a huge intensity. Yeah. And um, we produce these pieces yeah. and you can move after that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why it's not a longer film. No, I love that. And I love this idea of sharing stories because um, that's how we like learn about things in a in a way that, you know, our emotions are involved yeah. and it's more powerful and yeah. it's more likely to make us like change our minds or change our behavior about things so yeah. i love i love that and just making it accessible through and i think that's what you know our mediums allow for yeah, yeah like making things accessible i mean people. even the, the fact that it's printed on paper right means that people don't need to come with computers right you're not having a financial block to yeah. making this exactly. work we need one computer which i'll provide yeah and we need a scanner printer yeah yeah after yeah. that everyone just comes as they are and they use the materials that are there yeah yeah. Something you said, you know, when you said about the freedom of being a Kenyan filmmaker and not having this weight of, like, you know, historical mm-hmm. excellence, right? Um, I think that's one of, related to that is one of the reasons I'm really happy to be back living in Kenya. Right. Um, just, I feel, yeah, a liberation. And I guess because our creative industry is so embryonic, you know, there's that liberation and freedom to kind of, yeah, kind of set the stage or, you know, like have, have a place where, yeah, it's not saturated and you can really like, I don't know. For me, it's been very grounding to be back home. Right. And as a result, I feel like I'm more productive right. and more creative um, just being here. I don't know if you ever felt like for me, living in the US and in the UK, I always felt like, you know, it's so transitory. Like I'm not in control over yeah. being able to stay here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there's something really grounding about being home that I just feel has freed me to do much more. I don't know if you, you relate to that or what has your experience been? You know, I feel it's yeah. almost as if uh, when you're abroad, it's like you're taking shots of coffee and when you're here, you're brewing tea. Yes, you know? that's a beautiful analogy. <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm somewhere, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for one year. I'm here yeah. for two years. I'm here for two months. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what am I getting achieved? Mm-hmm. I need to do this. I need to do this. And it also... Um, you do stuff very quickly, but it also means that you're doing smaller things. Mm. Yeah. And mm. um, just the energy that you put into it is at such a high level because you know it's going to be over soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also that feeling of being a, a foreigner, yeah. a feeling, and you're not a foreigner, you're a migrant because our skin is brown. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you're yeah. the person who gets checked yeah. at the airport. Yeah. Like, what's going on mm. with your hair? <laughs> you're carrying something in there. Yeah. 
Never. Yeah. I have never carried it. <laughs> Only carry shells. <laughs> Only carry shells. Anyway, so, but when you're here, it's like you allow things to brew longer yeah. and, and they can go deeper and you can look at things, you know, you can leave them for a couple of months, work on something else, come back yeah. and like look at them again and you see things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel as if my work has matured in that slow brewing way Mm. but it's really definitely it is a necessity for me to be able to travel to go get those shots of coffee and to come back yeah because that exposure that um meeting new people meeting new people who are also in that sort of moment of like oh i have two weeks here yeah i have one week yeah um that energy to like revive me yeah yeah i think that yeah i get that so i feel like younger people are in that space all the time and 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 i don't know is it social media i mean because when we were teenagers the internet was something phones. you logged into once a week oh maybe my gosh. oh my gosh you logged in <laughs> you know? and you did that like no, you'd wait until dang, like dang, late dang. so yeah. that it could be faster because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you dial and up when the internet came to, to our house i was like what is this thing <laughs> Exactly. So, I don't know. I really think that makes a difference. Um, and you had to go to, like, the, the internet cafe, the cyber cafe. Yep. And give your yep. money. Yep. But on that note of internet and, like, you know, having that energy from like-minded people, um, that's actually one of the reasons I started the Afri Love Women Facebook group, which mm. I know you're on. Mm. And I love that, yes, it's for African women, however you identify as, you know, but people are all over the diaspora so you know it's one way in a sense to get that hit because people share what they're doing um you know exhibitions that they're seeing Mm. and just having that space to connect um has been so valuable to me um and um yeah and so yeah so like it really pushes me to like kind of facilitate the group so that you know we're sharing opportunities mm. we're sharing knowledge yeah. and we're sharing our work as well because yeah. you know it's it's not always the case where you have a, a safe space to show things that maybe aren't yet where you know you're ready to expose them to the wider world yeah so, definitely yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do try i think um people who are coming up the thing if i would advise anyone something mm, mm. is to beyond applying for things yeah whatever those apply, things apply, might be apply 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 apply, apply. apply. Uh-huh. yes um beyond that i would say people whose work you admire literally just follow them follow them on instagram follow them on facebook yeah. follow them wherever it is that they're showing their stuff mm. because you know, people will write to me and they'll say, Ngendo, can you look at my script? Ngendo, can you watch this video? Ngendo, can you tell me where to take this stuff? But if you were following, then you would know that I'm regularly sharing opportunities mm. for people to have uh, workshops for their projects, um, to submit their scripts for critique mm. and workshopping uh, for film festivals. Mm. Like, I'm constantly sharing stuff online. Yeah. And... Um, it's also really good, I, I tell people as well, to form a peer network so that if you're writing scripts and your friends are writing scripts, you critique each other's scripts yeah. and then you all sort of grow together yeah. rather than some strange person that you really don't know <laughs> who you can't trust either. There's no reason to there's no reason to trust me on the internet. We haven't met. Yeah. 
But if you have a close friend who you trust to critique your work, yeah. that's more meaningful. Yeah. One of the things, you know, moving back home, mm -hmm. um, because I'm still so, like, excited about being home, and I know it's been a few years now, but, you know, and all this nature, yeah. like, you know, people can hear all the construction, but literally I can't. Like, I just ah, block right. it out, like, right. motorcycles passing, like, right. and, and I notice, you know, people are like, oh... But like no, but this is also because we're living in, in yeah. London. When I hear planes yeah. going overhead, it yeah. reminds me of London because it was like every two minutes there was something flying from somewhere to somewhere else, you know. And then you're walking down the street, there's huge buses, construction going on, and now here we are in Nairobi in a leafy suburb. Right? <laughs> is it a suburb though? I mean, what what I don't know what the bounds are anymore. You know, it's a leafy suburb no longer ness I don't know yeah. there's a lot of stuff being built yeah. but I think like so that how we are blocking these things out you know it's almost like with our work and you know being uh, an experimental young well relatively youngish. young youngish yeah <laughs> youngish um, yeah. you know Kenyan yeah. um, creative business person um you know, um, there's so many people who I think, and I don't know if you feel the same way, like it's, it's almost like we threaten them because they don't know where to place us. Right. You know, right. And, and then, you know, we're outspoken about, you know, things that you don't talk about. Right. Um, so it's almost like, yeah, we have to just block out that nonsense in order to like keep doing what we're doing and, 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 and you know. Right. Yeah, do the work that we, we want and need to do. Right. That concludes part 404 of TuneIn's In Conversation With series with Kenyan illustrator Lulu Kitololo and filmmaker Ngendo Muki. For previous parts and more exciting content, head to www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. Thank you for listening. We give special thanks to Two Grapes Wine and Friends in Kilimani for hosting this discussion and to 254 Brewing Co. for sponsoring this series. This is Tune In by The In Network. Learn more at www.innairobi.com or on Instagram at The In Network NBO.